Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Podcast. I am your host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, a.k.a. your number one thought ally, a.k.a. the Undisputed Bussy Champion, a.k.a. Bussy Anna LaBeja, a.k.a. Top 5 Bussy Dead or Alive. I want to repeat, Top 5 Bussy Dead or Alive, a.k.a. this Bussy Don't Pop for Free, a.k.a. Fat Bitch Bussy because it is warm, it is tight, and the words of Dana Vivian White is defiant and determined, okay? And that is important because... In 2020, we all want we want everyone to have determined and defiant bussy. Um, welcome to episode 310, entitled "You Can't Put a Price on My Bussy Soul." Um, once again, <laughs> episode 310 is entitled "You Can't Put a Price on My Bussy Soul" because <clears throat> basically this was inspired by I was going back and forth with some. Um, Twitter mutuals and um, I said how I wanted a sugar daddy and a white man came into my mentions and said DM me and I just um, you know some other some Twitter mutuals was like well look you asked for a sugar daddy and I was like I I just can't do um, older pink dick and um, that's where you ain't even try no like no. you fucking up the bag in 2020 bro <laughs> like this is our reparations I, 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 i'm not fucking the old white man you don't have sometimes with sugar daddies you don't have to fuck i don't even want to talk to him though you can li- you have talked to dumber niggas i promise <sighs> Points for me. less you know what <laughs> don't we're, fuck up the bag in 2020 we're, we're, that's we're, not what we doing <laughs> That's not what we doing in 2020. You know what? Well, I'm pretty sure he'll probably still be open to it. Yeah, I would just check it out. One thing I will see is people be scamming on Twitter. People say that they have things that they don't have on Twitter. Exactly. So just check it out. If he, if he, you know, sending money through the cash app. Who, who am I to? <laughs> who are you to judge? Y'all, and that is my co-host. <laughs> Miss Amber Milan, <laughs> aka pimp your pimp your friends, bussy. Look, Go ahead, Amber. look. We not fucking up the bag in twenty twenty. You say you got fat bitch bussy. You you top bussy dead or alive. Like we not fucking up the bag in twenty twenty. That's just how it is. Um, but hey y'all, how y'all doing? What's up? We good. Um, it's your girl Amber, aka emo black girl, aka Amy Depressants, aka I'm still here. Tisha Campbell Tees, aka Savoy's partner in thought, aka what the fuck? <laughs> How we doing? I'm still here and queer, queer, queer. Um, <laughs> Amber, how was your week? Anything? Anything we should know about? Anything you want to tell the girls? The busy eyes. How was my week? Um, you know, my week was it was chill. Okay. You know, it's been a 2020's been chill. Okay, good. You know, we're looking forward to trying out, you know, more more dick. Um mm. That's basically it. Okay. <laughs> I'm I, dead. <laughs> I, 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 I look, I didn't do that in twenty nineteen. I was you, chilling in twenty nineteen. You did. You were very chill. And meanwhile, I 
was active. <laughs> yeah, and so I want to be more active in 2020. I for the I realized that for the first time in like I I had sex with two men in 24 hours. Oh, that's what's up. And I never did that before. Um, Good for you. <laughs> I'm mad. Our guest is giving me a no. I mean, like <laughs> I feel like one of the things is what for for you, Savoy. Like I just like. You are a very sexual person, and mm-hmm. so I would like for you to like do that more. Yeah, you know, me too. So twenty. I think I just got to be clear about what I'm doing it for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm starting to get clear on why I'm doing it. Yeah. And why I shouldn't be doing it with certain people. But two, two and two in a day is cool. Yeah. It was a good time. I haven't done that in a long time. Me either. I don't think I'm gonna do it again. I think that was the first and kind of last time. This is the last time because. Sometimes the men that I date are listening. So, <laughs> you guys, I don't do that. I'm a new person in 2020. Me too. Me too. A new girl. Come on. New bus. <laughs> new year, new bus. <laughs> new bus too. New bus. Also, if you are listening to this and you have gone on a date with me and you're like, oh, she, listened, she does this podcast. Stop talking to me about sex. Like, it's also eat, pray thought you know what i'm saying like talk to me about my favorite restaurant talk to me about like what my fucking passions are mm, come but on. you want to know come on what make my pussy throb or some bullshit like that exactly and, like, we are more than just thoughts thank you we see well all rounded. i want a man to see all of me not just parts of me all of me okay <laughs> thank you what's <laughs> all of you um all right, so we're just going to jump into it. I just want to... I'm just going to go ahead and claim this. This is going to be an ignorant-ass episode because, first of all, Amber already said, don't fuck up the bag in 2020. <laughs> and I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready, so I already feel in my spirit this episode is going to be extra ignorant. Our guest today is the co-host of the So Shameless podcast, a teacher, and last and most certainly not least, the mother of one of my favorite babies, Miss Parker. We have the lovely... The sexual chocolate herself. Ew. Brooklyn's finest. <laughs> okay. Dodge. Hey. <laughs> What's up? But see, hi, please. Welcome, Dodge. <laughs> hey. Yeah, this is going to be an ignorant ass episode. And I was trying to think of my AKAs, but I didn't. I'm not good at AKAs. So okay. I got three of them. Okay. Come okay. On. You Dodge, AKA. <clears throat> All right. <sighs> So this is Miss Daja Bell, a.k.a. the Queen of So Shameless Podcast. Don't get it fucking twisted. A.k.a. Toxic Femininity in in the flesh. Like, I'm sorry. It is what it is. I have accepted who I am for the 2020. And a.k.a. Bring Bullying Back for the 2020. A.k.a. The Frank Stand is open. So it's going to be a lot of suck my dicks out here. Hey, y'all. The voice tired of me already. He's like, oh, "Why the fuck why did I, did I bring this, her? Why from I write Brooklyn? this bitch on the show? You know, no, I'm in. I'm into it. Toxic femininity. That's what you into. Look, I mean, look. you gotta accept who you are look. in 2020. I'm just, I, I'm accepting who I am. Okay, come That's on. That's all. Living your authentic truth. I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my I guess bubble. we can wait for that question. What is toxic? Because I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, why do you why what is toxic femininity and why do you have that? I realize. See, I'm living in my truth now because mm-hmm. I thought I wasn't, but the internet keeps telling me that I am. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, all right, so then maybe that's what I am. I feel like I I'm not 
so quick to conform and I question everything. Mm-hmm. And by me questioning everything, my line of questioning is not sugarcoated. Okay. It's very authentic. It's very like how I feel in that moment. So that's what makes it toxic because I'm not really like breaking down and thinking about what I'm saying. I'm saying it as it comes. Mm-hmm. And with my black and Caribbean roots, it don't necessarily come out the right way all the time. Where are you from? Um, my family is from Guyana, Trinidad, and North Carolina. Okay. Go ahead, Ty. <laughs> I'm so done. But it's okay, you know, just gotta live in my truth. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's, you're not toxic. Fuck the internet. Thank you. You know. These are the type of things. You don't eat Amber. Savoy. Do- Amber. Amber. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is fuck the internet. Okay. You ain't toxic. Okay. Don't you start Savoy. You, I'm just. You're uh, on my. Be on my side. I am on your side, but Thank like you. you said, I'm accepting who you are. <laughs> At the same time, that doesn't mean. I mean, you know, I have a good heart. That's all that matters. You, sometimes. See. So, sometimes um, all right so we're gonna just go jump in oh fun facts any other fun facts that you would like the girls to know about you um no i'm kind of boring don't that die. is a fun fact like no people think that i'm i'm way more active and lively than i am i'm i was a um extrovert Mm-hmm. for a long time but the older I get the more introverted I get mm-hmm. so I'm not as social I'm not as out there as I used to be I'm very much like I've been I sat in my house for two weeks straight mm-hmm. me too same I mean I was visiting family but no I was it was just me and Parker we didn't go a goddamn place but to the store and back <laughs> and that that's fun to me like I enjoyed staying in my house for two weeks with my kid I don't want to go outside and be around you niggas <sighs> same all right on, so we're gonna jump into bussy pep talks which is one reason why the guest amber and myself what is going on okay uh, setting up over there He's um is, which is one reason why the guest amber and myself are proud or love ourselves for the week um dodge you are our guest so mm-hmm. you will start what is your bussy pep talk for the week um i don't know <laughs> Because, see, my pep talks are a little bit different. It's just, like, making sure that I do what I need to do. Like, I have a big month coming up at work. So, I am making sure that I took the time to spend time with my kid. Because I know I'm not really going to see her like that for, like, a month. So, I'm enjoying every moment, enjoying every day. Because it's about to get real hectic for me at work. Okay. So that's my pep talk. Just spend time with your kid while you can because in a minute you ain't going to see her. Gotcha. I like that. Okay. Amber, do you got a bussy pep talk? Or what's your bussy pep talk? What you say? I think uh, what I'm proud of myself for this week is um, uh, I'm. This is hard because we just had another episode beforehand, <laughs> yeah. and so I'm like, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all bussy pep talked out. Um, <laughs> Come on, live your truth. But um, I'm just, I guess, like I'm in a good headspace right now, mm. and you know, sometimes a bitch don't be in a good headspace, and I'm proud and of myself for that, uh, and I have been doing like the work to get out of that. So yeah, that's what I'm proud of myself for. My 
Um, my bussy pep talk is I am just, I guess I really relaxed, um, which is so odd for me because I really don't know how to relax now. I think I, I don't got too caught up in it. Um, <laughs> real, because I was like, ooh, I gotta fly to LA on Monday and I gotta like actually work the ghetto. Um, <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. Um, but I did actually do relax like on New Year's Eve. I did nothing, um, which I haven't like done nothing in a long time on New Year's Eve. But I, I sat my ass and me and my friend, my one, my my wife Patrice discussed our goals and dating and all that shit and just had a grand O'Neill's time and looked at random pictures of people and talked <laughs> about random facts. In particular, we watched an interview with um, Dakota Johnson and Ellen, which is the yeah. funniest shit I've ever uh. seen. Because Dakota Johnson is goals. <laughs> that is peak shady white woman goals right mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's our Bussy Pep Talks. We're just going to jump right into it. For those who may be new to the pod, Eat, Pray, Thought podcast, we go in order. So we start with eat, then we go into pray, then we go into thought. All right. So we're going to start with eat. All right. Dodge, you ready? Yes. Okay. Fully ready? Yes. <laughs> Don't judge me because I damn sure ain't read those questions. I forgot to send them to you. So, (laughs) Um, one Brooklyn restaurant that is no longer open that you miss. That is no longer open. Shit. What was the name of that restaurant? There was a restaurant that was on Flatbush Avenue that had the best brunch. It was bottomless, it was black owned. And I cannot remember it, but I used to go there all the time. But, like, the rent started going up, so they closed down. And that was really my spot. God damn. It was a minute ago, too. I do not remember. Oh, R.I.P. to that place. Yeah, R.I.P. Brooklyn. New York, just in general, like, your favorite spots always go out of business. Like, I just found out Delicatessen went out of business. And I love me some Delicatessen. You did love you some Delicatessen. I love me some Delicatessen. And even before that, it was a spot. There was a Union Square Thai spot that I also loved that they they, um, took out of business, too. All right. The rent's too damn high. It is. A word. (laughs) Okay. It really is. Mm. I think they turned the spot into 333 Lounge. I think 333 Lounge is now where that old brunch spot was. Mm. It was so cute and quaint. Oh, damn. I really don't remember. Mm. Gotta stop smoking. (laughs) I'm so done. (laughs) What's the best place to eat Caribbean food in Brooklyn, in your opinion? All right. So there's this spot called Grace Delicious Kitchen. It's not um, a full restaurant. It's like one of those takeout spots. It's in the cut. It's in the middle of East New York. Um, I found it randomly one day, but like I pay an obnoxious Uber Eats surcharge for delivery just to get them to come to my house because I don't work over there anymore. But definitely Grace Delicious Kitchen. Okay. Shout out to Grace's Delicious Kitchen. About to order that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is one meal or food tradition that you want to pass down to Parker? Tradition? Or meal? Um, I'm not a traditional type of girl, and I'm not that big of a chef either. Like, (laughs) she just going to have to learn how to tap what she want on Seamless, because that's about it. Because mama ain't got it. I don't have the time. Okay? What you want, baby? Just here's the menu. Here's seamless. Just scroll and press. There you go. There's your tradition. <laughs> don't judge me. I hate you. 
That's fine. That's why I'm here. <laughs> what is the most ratchet thing you have done while drunk? Fuck you. <laughs> we have a special guest today. No, he's not. He is not a part of this show. A special Back audience up. member you know what i'm just gonna tell this because we were just talking about it in my house because my friends said that i'm embarrassing but the most ratchet thing i do when i'm drunk is if i <laughs> if i happen to be in an event okay most events that i go to i might have several exes in the building okay so i pick one mm-hmm. and i let everybody know that this is the one that I am going to have sex with tonight. Okay. And my friends don't like that. But I think that it's okay to, you know, make sure that we have that out there. And so my other exes in the area, they don't think that it's them. Like, I make it obvious. Like, this one. You're chosen. (laughs) Why don't your friends like it? Because they're rude. They're disrespectful. And I think that it's fun. Like, I'm just very direct and forward with my partners because I recycle most of them. So for 2020, I pray, well, we'll talk about that, but I recycle most of them. So that's the ratchet shit that I do. So by recycle, you mean that you use, I, I, I've been fucking the same niggas over and over and over again for Uh, years. Okay. What's the longest one? A decade. Yeah. Same. (laughs) I can't keep no, no, wait, nope. How old am I? No, 20. 20 years. Bitch. On and off. Sorry. <laughs> wait, you start. Wait, bitch. You only 30. What time? How, wait. Oh, wait, no. I'm bugging. Oh, no. I'm only 30. Yeah, a decade. Oh, okay. okay. My I math was, like, wasn't I was like, I, 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 my math. I, I was like uh, 20 motherfucking no, years. No, because bitch. I started when I'm 20, when I was 20. That's why I'm like, 20 years? Is that right? No, it's a decade. 20. I was about to say, you started fucking when you was 10, sis? Like, nah. no judgment. We a sex positive. Not we're not talking about him sit your ass down (laughs) no 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 no. yeah 10 years a decade Uh, okay yeah all right um shout out to decade long dick decade long dick that's good dick man you can't let that go you had to keep that in your back pocket forever yeah it's like a back pocket Mm -hmm. situation see a bottom nigga because you know you have like the mid and then like the bay you got to keep the bottom they never go nowhere. That's how your house is secure. You know, Good foundation. This motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. Why? That's your foundation. Yo, why you I get felt upset that. With me? I don't know why. Dive, but the way Amber dive, felt give, that, I want y'all to TED talk. <laughs> the way Amber felt. I need felt a TED talk from the bottom to the. What did you say? You got the middle and the then you middle. have the bay because the bay right. is on the top because sometimes mm-hmm. they don't last. The yep. foundation is what lasts. It makes sense. It makes sense to me. So boy's going to be so mad at me by the end of this podcast. What did you order on your last first date? <laughs> what did you order on your last first date? I'm sorry. A Hennessy margarita. Okay. And what did you order on your last first date? We went to the movies and we went to Alamo Draft House, so I had food. So oh. I had a grilled chicken, a grilled like chicken sandwich. Okay, it's cute. I had plantains, sweet plantains, oh. and guacamole. Okay, and wings. and wings. Yeah. Um. Um. <sighs> um. Okay. 
I just thought about Alamo Draft House and I went to go see Uncut Gems. That movie with Adam Sandler is trash, by the way. Oh, no. And I thought Uncut Gems was going to be about uncircumcised dick, like a porn, you know? Like, I was hoping it would be like... So, how did we get there? Like, what... That's what I was what thinking. Part, Ain't it the okay, but where Uncut... Okay, see, I didn't see... So, when you hear the name Uncut Gems... Okay. Doesn't that sound like a porn? Doesn't that sound like somebody is about to get their back blown out by some uncircumcised dick? And you yes. thought you was going to watch that at but, Alamo but, but, Draft House? <laughs> I wish... I wish I could have watched it at Alamo Draft House. <laughs> she was I, I knew... I knew once I saw Adam Sandler that it wasn't going to be like that. But it should have been. That's a All right. You know what? These I'm, are my motherfucking friends. I'm they so... are. And you be proud of your friends. You no. stand Thank in your you. friendship. No. Stand in our friendship. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. How are you at? <laughs> nah, I love it here. I do. I Have you ever here. tasted Parker's baby food? And so what's, what would you say taste? Says, <laughs> say, First of all. Say taste the best. I eat her baby food all the time. It's like, but it's not like on, it's not by mistake, but it's not on purpose. Like something will happen and she'll decide, like I have a spoonful of food and she'll decide she don't want to eat it anymore. I'm not going to put it back in. So I just eat it myself. But I was fiending for her to get teeth so I can eat the, um, the little stars, the Gerber stars, that snack. Oh, those shits is fire. I was just eating her blueberry ones the other day. People literally come to my house like, yo, where park her baby snacks? Let's go eat them. Like, I will eat them. Like, she drops a whole bunch of them in her seat. I'm not going to, in her high chair, I'm not going to, like, make her eat, like, the high chair snacks. I'll just eat them. Just eat them. Oh, you wasn't expecting that, huh? I want to try them. They're mad good. I bought the wrong bag. If I had the other bag, because sometimes I leave snacks in there by mistake, mm-hmm. I would have shared some with you, girl. Next time. Why he always Savoy, looking next at me question. with disappointment? I'm, so I'm so fucking done. <laughs> He's always so disappointed in me. One known NYC meal or food that you absolutely detest? Bacon, like, egg, and cheese. Ooh. Mm. Why? I hate breakfast and I don't eat eggs. And apparently, allegedly, the best bacon, egg, and cheese is pork bacon, and I don't eat pork either. So I have lived in New York City for 30 years, and I have never had a bacon, egg, and cheese. Mm-hmm. Damn. Somebody gonna want to beat my ass for that, but y'all niggas can't beat my ass, so. <laughs> how, how do we get here? Because people be so upset. Like, I, know, I got into like an argument with half of my Twitter timeline one day talking about foods that we grew up on. And it's a lot of shit that I never ate because I wasn't allowed to because my mother wasn't that, like, I wasn't an Oreos in the house ass person. Like, I was a, <laughs> you want to snack this, some baby carrots in there, eat that. So when we had this conversation, like, oh, yeah, you didn't do, I didn't, I never ate it. I'm sorry. I don't know what spam is. I never had it. Like, what the fuck do y'all want from me to take my childhood back? Like, I never owned a North Face. That makes me, like, un-Brooklyn. I didn't have one. It's not my Spam. fault. People eat, people eat some weird shit because, you know, their parents didn't really love them and they didn't <laughs> want to tell them that they didn't really have love for them. Like, instead of Fruit Loops, niggas had, like, Fruity O's and shit. Like, no. I didn't I didn't eat that. Sorry. Damn for your parents not loving you because they gave you generic cereal. Parents don't... That's, that is Together. one way to show that you do not love your kids. If your baby got Jordans and don't have Fruit Loops, it's a problem. <laughs> Oh well. The world according to that. 
All right, we're gonna go into pray. As always, we start pray with the 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 we start to pray the same way every goddamn time. And that is what is your passion? My passion is education, not necessarily just for children, but for adults too. Like I just like talking to people about how you could become your best and most authentic self. That's fun for me. Yeah. All right. So, since you are a teacher, by the way, what grade did you teach? Yeah. Fourth. That's like my, that was my favorite grade, though. Fuck out of that here. That was the grade I actually, like, I feel like fourth grade is the grade I came into myself. <laughs> sorry. I, for real, I feel like fourth, fourth grade was the grade I came into the, the essence of what Savoy is. Um, and, of course, my teacher was gay. <laughs> funny my fourth grade teacher was a lesbian yes and it took me a very long time to understand what miss miss stanley smelled like she had a very distinct smell (laughs) and i never understood what it was until i was about 17 i was like holy shit miss stanley was high she smelled like weed every single day and that's how she made it through every i'm like oh stanley's so cool she smelled like something i don't know what it is that shit was marijuana Damn. That's the only way she made it through. You know they don't drug test teachers, right? Can't. There will be nobody in the education system. <laughs> that shit will be at a loss. The fact that every teacher I ever meet is the same goddamn thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't even remember my fourth grade teacher. Really? Mm-mm. I remember the names of every single last teacher I had from first grade to twelfth grade. Why? How's your memory that goddamn good? <laughs> It's not necessarily that it's good. I remember, I have selective memory. I remember things that are important to me mm-hmm. and all of them were very important to me. They literally shaped the person that I am today. And my high school teachers were some of the most important people ever, like to the point that I still speak to some of my high school teachers to this day. Okay. Um, and my junior high school, seventh and eighth, seventh grade math teacher, I still speak to her. Okay. She was at my baby shower and everything. Oh yeah. wow! Mm-hmm. That's dope. That yeah, I really stay. Cool. Yeah, I stay. I stay. When I love you, I love you, and I love you for real. And you're never going anywhere. So that's teacher friendships, like boyfriends. Like you can't, you can't leave once you're in my little. What's your sign? Cancer. All right, and we are going to go into more important questions: toxic ass cancers. Um, I listen. Living your truth. <laughs> um, teaching can be a can be such a thankless and taxing job. What uh-huh. made you want to be a teacher, and what has kept you passionate about teaching? Um. So, what a lot of people don't know about me is I'm a very meticulous planner. So, I had a list of things that I wanted to do career wise, mm-hmm. and teaching was always on the list. It wasn't the first thing on the list. But it was always on the list. So when the other things that I tried to do fell through, um, I had a friend, my dean from junior high school, nominated me to be a substitute para. And that was my first introduction into children. And that was like about four years ago. And when that happened, I realized I can't just sit in the back of the classroom and just watch somebody else teach. Like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And... I was a parent for about six, seven months, and then I became a substitute teacher, and I stayed at the same school for three years, and I got really, really comfortable with teaching. I always loved kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if I'm going to stay in fourth grade too much longer, but <laughs> I need I need my older kids. I need my junior high school kids back. But um, I always love teaching. I always love learning. History was um, my favorite subject, history and English. So now I teach ELA for fourth grade. Um, grammar is very important to me. Writing is very important to me. Reading is very important to me. And I don't feel like we, and when I say we, I mean us. And when I say us, if you don't know what I mean, then you are not one of us. We don't read enough. We don't um, teach enough. Like the generation that's coming up, it's it's a sick and sad and scary, scary place. And I feel like God put me here to be the mother to some of these parents, um, to some of these children that don't have parents that really care. Like mm. I see it. Like I'm the one that's an open school night sitting here waiting for parents to come that never come. And it's just like. You know Lil Ray Ray can't fucking read and he's 15 in the seventh grade. You don't care to come? So if you don't care, then who's going to care? My teachers were like a second family to me growing up. Mm -hmm. So I am always that for my students also. Like those are my kids. Before I had Parker, I would say like I have like 30 kids. What you mean you have to have like 30 kids under my wing? Even the ones that graduated... I still speak to them to this day. They still hit me up. They still ask for advice. And I'm always going to be there for them. Because like I said, once you are in my circle, you are there for life. You ain't going nowhere, Savoy. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. I what? can leave. Okay. You could leave, but can you go? <laughs> right. I said what I said. And, and I said what I and said. And I meant it. <laughs> um... Uh, <laughs> Um, what advice would you give to anyone working with young black youth and, and what do you feel has, and what do you feel you've made any mistakes in the years while working with them? Advice. Children aren't stupid. And the way I grew up and the way a lot of other people grew up where like children should be seen and not heard, like you got to give respect to get respect or, you know, respect your elders period, whether they're right, wrong or indifferent. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like a lot of people take the time to get to know who children are. And you have to understand that they're individual people with individual experiences. And a lot of kids go through some shit that adults never even seen before. And they don't talk they don't talk about it. They'll talk to their friends, maybe. So you really have to like be really patient with kids. Very, very patient with them. Some of the baddest, quote-unquote baddest kids in the school that I came from were my favorites. Because they'll come to me. They'll talk to me. I understood certain things. And that's the biggest advice that I can give. Like, stop treating children like they're like nameless, faceless things. Like they don't have any thoughts, opinions, emotions. Like, Oh, you're a child. You can't be stressed out. Are you crazy? Do you know what these kids go through? Some of them don't even see their parents. Like these are latchkey kids. Some of them, they have to be outside in the streets all day because nobody comes home till eight o'clock to open the door for them. So these are the experiences that they have. You have to be super duper patient and talk to children like they're regular ass people. Um, Any mistakes do you feel like you've kind of made throughout your career? Mistakes. I don't think I've made many mistakes, but then that's also the cancer in me because I don't think I do nothing wrong anyway. But um, 
Don't start with me. Don't date no motherfucking cancer. <laughs> no, first of all, date a cancer because we're going to love you for real and forever. So That's the bullshit lie they tell you. But keep going. Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> um, I think that one of the mistakes that I probably made is being able to take my own advice of being patient because in my first year I was just like man fuck this kid fuck that kid these kids is bad as shit and da 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 and I'm just like wait no and then I really had to sit down and have a conversation with one of the baddest kids and then I leveled with him and I'm just like okay so now I have to understand that I need to know them all individually to get a certain type of result and not just to rush to these little niggas is bad and they ain't never gonna get better that's not that's not it okay Come on. You know, I'm trying to grow out here and shit. This nigga is asleep. He worked today. And he hold last night, so. <laughs> those, I don't think those are your AirPods, but that's another story. <laughs> um. <laughs> Stop laughing all the damn time. Giggles. Um, so often as transplants, um... We discussed the lack of traditional or, and some may even say, stereotypical femininity of women from New York. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is an unfair critique? And what do you think is the reason for this? Um, I do think it's an unfair critique. This is a critique I get all the time. That was perfect for me, right? Um, I feel like growing up in New York City, and not just New York City, like as... It is as a whole because New York City is really like Manhattan in a certain area. But growing up in like certain parts of Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, I don't know about the other place. Um, Harlem, we could add them in. You have to be really tough. You have to be really, really, really tough because in New York, people take kindness for weakness so often. And I feel like a lot of transplants from different places, Southern and Midwestern places, like they have a different culture. And that culture is very like nice and humbling. Like, hi, good morning. I remember the first time going down South and I walked and everybody was saying good morning. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? Yeah. Like, hi, like, why are you staring at my face? Because in New York, you have to be tough. Like, you can be whoever you want to be on the inside. Like, you could be the softest, more most sensitive person on the inside, but that's not what you project because that's not what we breed out here. Like, we breed toughness. Everybody has to be tough. Your mama, the babies, the cousin, everybody has to be tough because if you're not, you're going to get walked all over. Like, you cannot walk in a lunchroom in New York City especially in Brooklyn in the late 90s, early 2000s, and not be tough, you'll never want to come to school. Like, you will cry your way out. I got funny because my friend, all of my friends are bullies. All of them. And all of my friends, we were all supremely smart, supremely witty. And when you put smarts, wits, and sarcasm together, that's jokes. I had the smarts. I didn't have the jokes. They bullied me to be funny. Like, I used to be the butt of the joke every day. They're like, no, you're going to get it. Like, you're not going to be the one. Like, you're (laughs) going to get get it. it. You're going to get it. Like, you're going. And then it took about a decade, like a real decade. And I'm just like, man, fuck this. I ain't no punk. So now I'm off the dome with the jokes all the time. Now everything is funny. And poor Parker, she better be tough, too. 
And these jokes is going to come. They're going to fly. They start from birth, okay? Because we ain't raising no punks out here, you heard? Oh, well. So that's it. You just have to be tough coming from New York. And that doesn't make us less feminine because we are just in the right settings. Like, Mm -hmm. who I am around my homeboys, who I am just talking, just having certain conversations is not the same as I am with a significant other or somebody that I'm intimate with. I, I have family from the South and my family is half Southern, half Caribbean. So they still instill like these very old school values in me of what women are supposed to do, what men are supposed to do. So that's still there. But if you just meet me around my homeboys, you just think I'm just, nah, that girl's a boy. Yeah, I am. Until you're my man. And then you want to see all the girl and it's a lot of it. But we can't, I can't show. I can't walk around with that every day. Fuck out of here. No. I'm not a pussy. No. It's not I'm happening. Not, I'm not a pussy. Oh, well. <laughs> Why is the boy always laughing at me? Because you, you're you. funny. Um, exactly. So how has podcasting changed your life? My life? Mm-hmm. I... I was always that person that everybody knew, but not everybody got close to. I kept a small circle. I would be everywhere. If you knew me, you knew me. If you didn't, you didn't. If you saw my face and you spoke to me, then we spoke. If not, then we didn't. Podcasting has made me talk every fucking week about a lot of shit. And I'm not a type of person that's that open and because of the premise of my show, because it's so shameless, I have to tell certain things. I don't, I don't like people like that. I'm a, I'm a real Brooklyn girl. Like, I don't like that shit. Like, I've been to events and people like, yo, you're Dodge from the... No, I'm not. No. What? Nah, that's not me. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, then then people, they get so personal with you so fast and now you know my followers done gone up and then people interact with me on the internet and they think that they know me like there's like a (laughs) there's a whole thread about me and my show on fucking lipstick alley and I wanted to lose it like I don't like stuff like that like don't take what you know about me from what I say and I'm very strategic about what I say and what I put out there and then think that you know me because you don't you don't like I don't let a lot of people close to me I don't let a lot of people in my circle Mm -hmm. and people just it's too much sometimes like the noise of it is too much for me and I'm trying to like get through that Mm -hmm. like this one wants to go on a five city live show tour that's anxiety crazy for me like damn I gotta meet people I gotta go stand in front of people and talk five times this year shit like I need to mentally prepare myself Mm -hmm. so much that's why I need like uniformity we record the same day so I know all right Dodge you gotta talk today you gotta say some things and there's sometimes that I just don't want to fucking be there Mm -hmm. because I'm not that open of a person contrary to popular belief I'm very closed Mm mm-hmm has it taught you to be like more vulnerable in like your relationships maybe or are you still just very close? hell no okay 
Nah, fuck these niggas. Ain't no vulnerability around these niggas. <laughs> Damn, crazy. I do. I feel no, it. you can't be vulnerable with these niggas neither. Like, no, not yet. My next boyfriend, like, he's gonna get like so much love that have been pent up for years. Everybody that's around me now, whatever. I just want everybody to go. That's another story for another day. I want everyone to go. I do. I want everybody, to, except for my bottom nigga, because I foundation. Got to keep that foundation there. So <laughs> boy is really sick of me. Is there like anything you revealed early on during your podcasting, you know, during your career in podcasting that you regret now? Anything that I revealed? Mm-hmm. Anything no. you said? Nope. Okay. When you were saying that people recognize you from the podcast, has Ugh. anyone, like any of your students or if students' parents recognized you? Hooch. <laughs> not now. Not mm-hmm. not where I am now because it's very new. Mm-hmm. Um, my old school, the junior high school, these kids, they didn't found my Instagram. They was on it like like they found my Snapchat. It was a thing. Like, I went to try to sign my daughter up for daycare by my house. And one girl was like, as I'm trying to sign up, she was like, yo, I know you. And I'm like, no, you don't. She was like, no, I know your face from somewhere. And I'm just like, oh, she's talking about never seen you before. But can I get on this waiting list? She was like, I know where I know you from. So shameless. And I'm like, is that going to help me on the waiting list? Like, what is, what are we doing here? Like, I have literally went to pick my daughter up from daycare and got a DM on Instagram like, yo, did I just see you on Livonia? I swear, the day somebody run up on me with my child and say, oh my God, Dodge, and say, Parker, snuffing them on site because y'all niggas don't get too personal. I'm still from Brooklyn. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. That's, it's a scary feeling for me. It's not like a, it's not like a, oh my God, that's so dope that people know me. I don't, don't know me. Yeah. Don't follow me. <laughs> don't do nothing. I don't like it. Here we are. I feel that. I feel like if you do come up to you, I feel like it needs to not be so familiar. But I get I get that feeling of familiarity because I, as a person who listens to podcasts, mm-hmm. you st- if you've been listening to a show for like two, three years and you listen every week and sometimes mm-hmm. listen to episodes multiple times, you feel like you do know them. Yeah. And But mm-hmm. there's still like we we don't know you, you know, right. yeah. so like exactly. you have to kind of like understand people have to understand that the so boundary of it yeah but it is hard because sometimes like i remember i met like somebody i listened to on a podcast and i was just like this is weird because i'm like i know your life but like you don't know who i am right and, like this is odd but yeah the just, brooklyn in me it, i have met a lot of in the last two three years i've met a lot of my favorite podcasters mm-hmm. and i won't say shit like I, I see you the one I said something to one because I'm like a big the Reed fan yeah and I saw a Kid Fury at um my friend Tax had his first live show so I was there and Kid Fury was there he was like standing right in front of me and I'm just like all right I'm gonna do this I said listen I know you don't like people yeah and I know you don't like people talking to you I'm just gonna say hello and I appreciate you and I'm gonna keep it the fuck moving we're not even gonna make it a thing he was like you got 
yes and I'm like yeah we're not gonna make it a thing I don't need nothing yeah. I'm not some oh take a picture with me ass bitch like come on yeah. I don't, no we're not doing that I hello person human being that's standing in front of me mm-hmm. we don't gotta make it a big deal at all like I don't like stuff like that yeah I just don't I mean Amber has people like ran up on you now no nobody knows me I'm still like no one knows who I am which is good keep that cause it's like no yeah nobody like has done that to me I don't think no one's we're not not to be like this but we're yeah. not there yet yeah fair um i don't I mean, think we're there yet i just think- i feel like if you have like fifteen thousand listens repeatedly i feel like you're there oh like if people are recognizing you yeah. on the street you're not like yeah y'all ain't like kid fury and right. crystal or nothing like they are on like another level of mm-hmm. podcasting yeah. Um, that's like supreme but that's yeah that's supreme we yeah but y'all y'all popping i don't want to get there but i also don't want to be the person that holds us back from getting there i feel that but i don't want to get there like i am very comfortable where we are right now and i know that that is not gonna last like Mm. it's going to get bigger and the way my anxiety is set up i have to really prepare myself mentally to get bigger than I am because like the scope of the the simple things that you do and you say is now magnified because you have a bigger following Mm -hmm. so I learned this the hard way like there's certain things that I can't even say on social media like just shooting the shit like talking to my friends because it's bigger now because once that one retweet goes out it just turns into like this whole whirlwind of a thing it's like god damn I was just talking to my friend like the fuck i don't want to have to answer to people from all over the world like it wasn't like this last year mm-hmm. so i have to get used to it mm-hmm. that's that's valid what are you doing to get used to it are you doing anything um i'm talking about my feelings about things more mm-hmm. and i'm in and out of therapy anyway so she gets the brunt of all of it just like <laughs> yo, let me tell you right the fuck now what i'm not finna do and what i'm not okay with but i am um, i'm working on it it's it's slow and steady wins the race like mm-hmm. we'll mm. see what happens like as long as we don't have like a crazy viral moment and we go from like 15,000 listens to 100,000 in a day as long as it's it's like a a steady grow I can grow with it but if it becomes abrupt I might take a hiatus and come back because sometimes I just need to like get my mind right yeah I feel like I feel like that was something like Beyonce said like she was talking about one of the reasons why she never had I don't even know if it was Beyonce or maybe somebody was like talking about Beyonce but one of the reasons why she never had kind of like that breakdown that most people have is because she's always she's there's been like steady growth mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. every single time she gets better she gets better other people like come in and then they become an overnight success that's why Summer Walker is like the way she is like and Cardi mm-hmm. B and Cardi B yeah. right like you just when you wake up and all of a sudden you're a star that's another thing to deal with and yeah. some people can deal like Cardi B I feel like can kind of deal with it a little bit better nah. um She's a little bit better than a summer walker. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> summer, summer is struggling yeah. with that. Mm. And so like, you know, I think that we just have to remember that with like gradual people. growth. Yeah. Gradual growth. Instant and growth. Steady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instant growth sometimes is hard. It's a little bit harder 
So, yeah. I think I the same thing can be said for Rihanna. I think it was like kind of yeah. steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hmm. better to have like a steady growth versus like a instant yeah, cuz yeah. you can you can really like mentally prepare yourself for that. Like you can see the difference. Like if we go from 15 to 20, okay, then 25, then mm-hmm. 30. But to go to 15 to 100? Yeah. I would lose it like for a long time, like maybe for the first six months, I never even looked at the numbers. Mm. It got thrown in a group chat because we were talking about like making things bigger and better. And I'm just like, wait, how many people listen to this show or how many different countries or how many different continents? Oh, hell no. Like, Mm -hmm. what is this? Like, Mm -hmm. I just thought that I was just coming in and talk shit on my friend little podcast. And now it's like a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like things. I don't I don't like things like I feel like with with great um what is the what's the quote with great responsibility comes great something like I feel the thing I feel responsible for people now and that's okay in my classroom right Mm -hmm. that's okay in my little settings but now you have people hitting you up for like advice and people are like oh my god like you know you helped me with this and you're so related like who when did I become who that's not who Daja is. Daja is, I give advice to my friends. Like, I'm I'm that for them. But to be that for a whole bunch of other people now is a different level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And Tahoe, like, drills the responsibility. Like, you're the voice of the females. So you have to. And I'm just like, fuck. Is that really what I wanted to be? You don't have to be. No, I am. But you have you to you live. You got to live. You got to live in it. <laughs> You gotta live in it. I'm living in it. I'm this year. I'm understanding who I am and where where we are going as a brand, and I'm not going to hold back from it because my mind can uh, stop me from doing a lot of things. So we're not gonna do that this year. Okay. We're gonna full steam ahead. Come on, full steam ahead. You know, I'm trying. I'm growth. I'm trying mm-hmm. to grow. You know what that is? Come on, growth. It's growth. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Um, you recently turned 30. I did. Um, is this how you imagined it would be? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I feel like we all have like this this preconceived notion of what you're supposed to have and what you're supposed to have accomplished at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at first I thought that I was failing at 30. Mm-hmm. Because when you're younger, you think 30 is so old. Like, you're supposed to have it together. Like, yeah. the first time I was engaged, I was 18. Because I'm like, yeah, because you have to do this. Like, you go, you fall in love, and then you get married, and then you have the kid, and then you get the, you know. And now at 30, I'm just like, man, listen. My whole world has been turned upside down from the beginning of adulthood from 18 to 30. Like, I see things differently, mm-hmm. and I move differently, and I don't have such unrealistic expectations for myself and then I compare myself to other 30 year olds or where other people in my family were when they were 30 and I get it now there's so many things I understand now that I did not understand before and it's just all about just continuously moving and growing I'm not gonna beat myself up for what I didn't accomplish because I accomplished a lot in the last decade so you got to pat yourself on the back for the things that you did and then keep moving. Has there been any unexpected lessons or blessings in 30? Hell yeah. I had a whole baby. That like, nobody planned for that. That was not that. We're not going to call her oops. We're going to. Mm. I don't know. Shit. God damn. 
Like, that's literally what it was. It was like, damn it. I'm 28. I'm about to be 30. Fuck it. Might as well. <laughs> like, that's literally the thought process of that. And that was a big thing for me. And that was a big kick in the ass that I needed because I was selfish. Moved selfishly. Did whatever I wanted. Didn't really have to care about anything or anybody. And now I'm motivated different. In the last year, I have done so much just because she's here that I'm like, damn, I did all that in one year. What am I going to do by next year? What am I going to do by the time she's five? What am I going to accomplish then? So that was a, a big motivating for me. Like, I love that. Stoke. That's about it. Everything else is just bullshit. Anything, that, anything before Parker to me is bullshit right now. Like, nothing existed. Nothing matters. Nothing matters before that little girl. BP before Parker. Come on, BP. <laughs> a queen. My baby. <laughs> you know. I love her. Um, do, 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 do. How? Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, you identify as bisexual. You identify as bisexual. What do you feel is the biggest misconception about bisexuality? Um, people think that we're like greedy. People think that we're like, oh, you know, I can do this and I can do that. Or like we're like indecisive. Mm-hmm. That's that's not it. And the biggest misconceptions from men is like, oh, you're bisexual. So that means I get to have a... Mm, no. My bitches, they, they stay in a pocket too. Separate but equal over here. Because I don't... We don't blend too much. Like, my bitches are my bitches and my niggas are my niggas. And everybody stay on their own side. We don't bring them together. That's not, that's not what we do here. E- you can have a Separate threesome, but equal. But not with one of mine. You better go find one and bring up because you're not going to just be. No, absolutely not. Too possessive for shit like that. No way. Mm-mm. I love it. Keep them. Um, How has motherhood changed you? I'm so boring. <laughs> I'm so Dodging boring. Up. You're so far from boring. I feel going. so boring. Like, I don't want to do anything. Um... I feel like it changed me a lot sexually. There's a lot of shit that I don't do anymore. Like, like what? I don't suck dick anymore. Why? I kiss my baby too much. Like it's like a mental block for me. Like it's like I can't suck your dick and then go kiss my baby in the mouth 47 times tomorrow. So no, I'm not doing it. I have not moved out of that realm yet. <laughs> like I'm just it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's bad. Because I just think niggas are, like, disgusting. And I know that most of them are lying. And I know that a lot of people are fucking other people. So I'm not sucking your dick and kissing my baby, bro. Like, it's not going to happen. If you want your dick sucked, find another bitch. And then we can reconvene. Like, just bring it back. Full circle. Bring it around full circle. But I can't do it. I don't know. So are you not eating vagina anymore either? Nope. Nothing to do with my mouth. So I have, like, a... kiss? Yeah, sparingly. Mm. Wow, you like a whole ass nigga. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know when that happened. Like, it's just, these are the things that, like, went through my mind. Like, even when I was pregnant, I stopped sucking dick when I was pregnant because I'm like, uh, if I swallow, the baby eats all your nutrients right so if the baby eats all your nutrients food wise if i swallow cum will my baby eat it 
these are the thoughts that I have in my head. These are valid thoughts. So I stopped. I stopped from back then. And now, like, my daughter is, like, the most beautiful thing, human, I've ever seen in my life. So for me to go a day and not kiss her in the mouth is unheard of. I'm not sucking dick. I have a girlfriend now, too, and she's pretty upset with me, but she'll be all right. So do you plan on eventually going back? To why did you sorry? Go ahead. Why is your girlfriend upset? She's upset because of the lack of sex that we have. Got you. Because the fuck else am I gonna like? I I can't I can't right now. And you, this is a learning curve. My baby's only ten months. Give me a second. Like let me figure this part of motherhood out real quick because I haven't figured that part out. Mm-hmm. This it's nuance every day. So that's where I am with it. Do you feel like? Do you feel like because Parker's here now, you feel like you need to be more uptight or? No, I don't think that I'm uptight per se. Or I guess less. I don't know. It's it's is just it a literally weird just feeling. like germs, not germs, but is it just like it's not I'm... even germs. It's it's my mind. The way that my mind works is. I don't know like it's just it's it's like a mental block that I've created for myself mm-hmm. but then like after pregnancy so many different things change like you just start look like it's like after you have a baby like the world just looks completely different to you so I'm not sure where I am in my sexuality mm-hmm. as per being a mother like mm-hmm. it's like most things have just halted mm. and I I have not maneuvered my way around that yet. Mm. And if you don't get it, then you could go. I yeah. mean, everybody can go. Everybody has a choice. You don't have to sit here with me while I try to figure this out. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm honest about it. That's yeah. the one thing I can, the most I can do is just be honest about it. Like, I'm not with that. I feel like a lot of women have that feeling because i think when you think of mother you don't think of a sexual being mm-hmm. you think of just a person who's caring for you and doing for you mm-hmm. and so you know you were this sexual being and all of a sudden now you're taking care of another human and you're like and your body's different and so you're just like yeah what's going on so um but i think you'll find it maybe just you know maybe you fingering and and no, hand the jobs sex, and the sex shit. toys still pop yeah, off. Okay. That's yeah, okay. That's still like. <laughs> That still definitely, definitely happens frequently too, because it's nothing else to do. Baby goes to bed at eight thirty, so. <laughs> oh, what was your biggest fear around motherhood, and how did you overcome it? Giving birth. I was petrified like I was like can I just stay pregnant can she just stay there does she have to come out and how does she come out like how does this work like theoretically right because I'm an overthinker so theoretically I didn't understand how it worked Mm -hmm. so like my 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 GYN she's like all right Daja it's time push how like do you teach that somewhere? Like, what the, like, push what? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the concept. Like, when I thought I was pushing, she was like, I was sucking it up. I was like, I don't, I don't understand what to do. I'm not doing it. I just sat there. And she was like, no, you have to get her out. I'm just like, eh. 
she was like, she can't breathe like that. I'm just like, oh, so this is like a life or death thing. Okay, so then I guess I will try. <laughs> like, I didn't understand the concept. I didn't get it. And I am, I lack the ability to commit to things. That was a big thing I had to get in my head. Like, holy shit. So once she's here, I can't give her back, right? Like, I can't get rid of her. She can't go nowhere. Like, I have to deal with this every day. Mm. This is the first time I actually had to wake up and look at the same face every single day. Oh, okay. It's only been 10 months. I feel like it's been 10 years. But all right, here we are. Like, And that's what I had to get past. Like, I had to get past that me constantly being by myself. I'm an only child. So I never had to deal with this shit before. Mm. And I break up with people all the time. So it's easy for me to kick somebody the fuck out. But I can't kick her out. Mm. She's not going anywhere. Damn. But that's why you have your village. Because take her. <laughs> village. When you... Okay. I I too am afraid of pregnancy. and And giving birth. One... Because I asked my mom how giving birth was, and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I'll tell you anything. Don't have kids. (laughs) Okay. Don't do it. It's pointless. All risk, no reward. It's. I really want kids. For what? I just, I don't know. Like, I really, really want children. What part of it? Like, like we're going we're like to really hone this in right now. Okay, let's do it. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm ready for this. Come on. No, I, I feel like I am the type of person that will do very well with taking care of a child. Okay. And I feel like a lot of the parents out here in this world, maybe not you, but a lot of parents are having children and they aren't taking care of these children and they're trash to these children. That's true. And I feel as though I wouldn't be as trash. What if your kid have bad vibes? My kid ain't about to have bad vibes. You don't know. If, that, if my kid has bad vibes, I'm probably going to love those bad vibes like a weirdo. I don't know. See, here's my thing, right? You... Parker ain't don't have bad vibes. She damn sure don't. And that's why I'm not having another one because I don't think lightning is going to strike twice like that. <laughs> like, here's the thing with kids. You don't know oh, the personality of your child. Yeah. You're not going to find that out until after they're already here and then you're fucking stuck with them. Mm-hmm. And they're cute. They're adorable. But it's like, it's the little things that you don't take into consideration. I can tell you why not to have kids on the part of an individual, and I can tell you why not to have kids on the part of the children. One, because to go to the children's side, you don't know how they're going to turn out. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. And what if your baby is colicky, which is annoying? What if you have a crybaby-ass baby? What if you have a baby that never lets you put them down so that means you can't really get shit done until you get like till they get like a little nap in like there's so many different things about babies like what if you have a baby that's allergic to everything so I, then you gotta like figure out like what your baby is not allergic to and you have to get special shit and like not okay all babies are easy going you want to have like multiple children no i don't my, i don't care if my baby isn't easy going i just oh. want to like i literally want to have children getting married and all that shit sounds awful to me yeah don't but do like that either. but i just i really do want to have children really mm-hmm. badly like even if the only thing that would 
fuck me up about my kid is if they become like some like Republican Trump supporting and you can't MAGA. Even, you can't do shit about that. Yeah, my like my kid could probably be a murderer, and I'd be like, probably had a reason. You know, like I. <laughs> that's I don't know. I feel like <laughs> well, that's the only thing that I can think about is is that. But I feel you. But childbirth though. Oh. I'm still Did you, feeling the, the, that's the, the side say. effects of having a child. Like what? Your hair falls out. <sighs> your teeth get weak. I had a whole tooth come out. I had to get like a tooth pulled out because of because you lose calcium yeah. fast. Because so you're I, taking yeah. care of another being. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my hair, my edges fell out. Mm-hmm. And I was devastating. Like all of this here. Right now, my hair is falling out again. This is the second round, so I had to braid it up. So now it's falling out in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like the the weight situation is fucked up. Um, you have to think about, you know, the baby blues. You have to think about uh, what is it? Pre post? No, is, uh, yeah. Go postpartum. Ahead. Postpartum. Oh, nigga. Like Did these shits are not fun. Was... I didn't have postpartum. Thank God, because I am already like back and forth battling with like depression and anxiety and shit like that like mm-hmm. that would have like killed me but i did have the baby blues and i what was are the baby fucked blues? up and the baby what's blues the difference is, is is a lighter version okay of postpartum it doesn't last as long um you find yourself like being kind of sad you know just feeling like you have to do more than you actually need to do at that time like it's just like your emotions are so up and down. It's like, it's bad. Like, hormonal mm-hmm. situations from being pregnant. That shit was fucking terrible. I had preeclampsia, which was horrible. Um, I was stroke risk. I had to get induced at 37 weeks. Like, her little ass tried to kill me. Your little friend, that's your man's. Your man's tried to kill me. She didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, she did. She tried to off my no, shit, no. and I don't appreciate that. And me and her, we have these conversations frequently. Like, you ain't never getting a little brother or sister at her because you tried to kill me. Fuck. Like, it's just, it's so, it does, it does so much to your body. It I does know. so much to your mind. And people that have several children, I look at them like they're insane. Like, you did this more than once on purpose yeah that you're fucked up there's something wrong with you like you need to go talk to somebody about that like that's not okay like your skin like my appetite oh i i still have not even regulated my appetite like i walked in today like holy shit i didn't eat today parker ate though like i made sure that parker was good i made sure she had her breakfast and her lunch and whatever that she needed or whatever but Mm -hmm. you Forget to take care of yourself. And what I was doing was I was so gung-ho about not looking like a crazy-ass mother that I took care of myself on the outside. But on the inside, oh, I was all fucked up. Several emergency therapy sessions, you know, just several days of just having like mental and emotional breakdowns because you're in charge of a whole human and you have to keep this human alive. Like, holy shit, that's a lot on your psyche. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot. And I don't think that a lot of people understand how much goes into it. And I had a friend. She was just like, don't have kids. Don't have kids. One of my best friends. And she never told me why. 
I'm like, if you would have told me the wise bitch, we would have never been here. I would have been right back when that birth control, the shit would have never happened. But like the why is so important. And I don't, I think that people don't want to discuss all the ins and outs and the terrible parts of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh my God, babies are so beautiful and pregnancy. Nah, that shit ain't fun. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about when you're pregnant and everybody discredits anything that you say or you think just because they're just like, oh no, you're being hormonal. No, bitch, I'm right. Mm-hmm. You're bugging out. It's not hormones. Like I'm not, I, I understand the difference. I cried one day trying to put on a boot. I couldn't put on my UGG and I cried. I was late to work because I had a meltdown. I was in a meeting one day, bawling, crying. And my, my principal was like, she's pregnant. Just, you know, just let her have her moment. But I had a whole female administration that understood and they were very, very patient with me. What if you work in like a male dominated space? Holy shit. That cannot be cool. Yeah. It was not. It was not ideal for me. It, I, I promise you, it ain't happening again. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I still want that. Go ahead, girl. But More I will say, but I, I want to have them before I get older because the, because that's also known for black women. Like the earlier we have children, the, the better. better. Yeah. Because our bodies like, be, and it's also with black men too, but they don't have children, but basically because of racism because of sexism because of all the oppression Mm -hmm. like we may look younger like on our faces but our bodies are aging rapidly like so we're probably 80 years old on the inside and we're trying to have a baby and that baby is like because it's just too much it's Mm -hmm. just too much on our body and so a lot of black women specifically die from childbirth and also uh babies die in childbirth yeah too it was very important to me because I was afraid of that aspect too, like the mortality mm-hmm. issue. My doctors, all of my doctors are black. Most of mm-hmm. them are black women because mm-hmm. I don't fucking trust no Anglo-Saxon to be all up on me like that. Like, no. So my, my gynecologist is a, a black woman and she like, she was on it and she made sure that we were good the whole time. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Well, thank you for that. that. Don't have kids. Hashtag. <laughs> I wasn't going to have any anyways. That's all um, right. You can have Parker. I keep telling you. No, come get no, her. No, that's okay. That's <laughs> come okay. get her loud little ass. I'm fine with taking her for a few hours. But, <laughs> and I'm going to take Amber's children um, from t- for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe weekends. Um, but that's about the... the I want them. Don't need them. <laughs> no, they're unnecessary. Mm-mm. You know how the bad ghetto. I feel when I wake up and I'm like, damn, I need to go get something from the store real quick. And like, is it unethical for me to leave the child in the crib? Or do I have to take her to the store? All I want to do is go get something from the store. Fuck it. Now I got to get the whole baby ready. Get her dressed and shit just because I want to go get a soda. That's not okay. It's very not okay. Fair. So, speaking of that, often, um, oh, what is one thing that your parents didn't tell you about adulthood that you are definitely going to instill in Parker? Like you are going to tell her upfront. One thing that your parents did not tell you. Um, one thing I do appreciate in hindsight, my mom prepared me a lot for adulthood. I didn't understand it then, mm-hmm. but I get it now. But the one thing that I did not know a lot about was credit 
and finances. Mm. And that is something that we are going to prepare sis for nice and early. Like we are going to make sure that she gets it right and she gets it together. Um, you know, just like saving and what's necessary and what's not necessary. Um, even when it comes to like purchases, like my mom told me, if you can't afford it twice, then you can't afford it. So if you can't buy two of that thing, don't buy one. Cool. That helps me a lot in life, like to this Interesting. day. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it helps me a lot in life to this day. There are a lot of things that I can have or I could have had, but I'm like, I could spend two thousand dollars on a purse, absolutely. But can I spend four? No. So that means I don't need that purse. That's really how I like move through life. Like, Look, um, I'm taking that into 2020 me with me. That's why yeah. I said, can I? <laughs> yeah, buy two. If you can't buy two, you can't afford it. And um, instilling experiences in her mm. versus things. Because you can have a lot of things, but if you don't have a lot of experiences, then what does that really mean? Right. So I want to have her like be really traveled. Like I didn't really start traveling mm. and like seeing the world until I was about. 12 and then my mother passed when I was 15 so that was like a very small life and shit but it was like that's a very small bracket of time Mm -hmm. so if we would have started earlier I would have had more experiences so Mm -hmm. that's what I want to do with Parker like if not at least once a year we got to get up out of here out of the country out of the state when she gets older my dream is for me to spin a globe and say baby pick a place and we go so that's what I want to do that my parents didn't necessarily do, but we're going to get it right with her. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Come on, spin the globe. Come on, spin the globe, baby. <laughs> Boop. Parker could just go. She's going to know what to do anyway. She's going to want to go to Paris. That's my child. Um, complete, this, <laughs> complete this sentence. I affirm in 2020, I will. I affirm in, t- affirm in 2020, I will. Stay away from fuck niggas. That is an affirmation. Mm. Preach. Mm-hmm. Amber, what are you affirming in 2020? Oh, shit. Um, I affirm in 2020 that it will be a great financial year. Come on, finances. So that's important. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say something else, but... No, like, I really, 2020, we about to take it there, my finances. Okay. Um, I affirm in 2020, I will, um, ooh, I will create um, and be open to romance and really trust that, <laughs> um, hmm. that the universe has me instead of being so fearful. <laughs> That's real. Bow. All right, so now we about to do that. Yes, my favorite part. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Woo! One hand in Okay, let's settle this for good. What borough has the best dick as well as the best pussy? Brooklyn. Why? By far. I, have you had dick from other boroughs? Yes, I have. I haven't had pussy from other boroughs because I don't trust it. But... um. <laughs> Penis from other boroughs, I have. I have had it. And messing with niggas from the Bronx is a long-distance relationship. Yeah, and it's very hard. dusty. It's very dusty. Um, I refuse to have sex with men from Harlem. I had a very bad and traumatic experience. And I Sorry. will never revisit. Okay. 
Um, Queens. No. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so no. Brooklyn Dick it is. Brooklyn Dick it is. You and know. as well as Brooklyn Puss. Yes. Okay. By far. But Brooklyn Dick is... Yeah, I will never. Like, can you imagine me fucking a bitch from the Bronx? Ugh. <laughs> How dare I? My mom ain't raised me like that. That's crazy. What? To all our Bronx listeners. <laughs> no, shout out. Shout out. Shout out to you. Um, <sighs> wait, so Savoy, have you had sex in all the boroughs? Mm-mm. I've only had... Have I even had Harlem dick? I don't think I've had Harlem dick. I've had upper, I've had upper or West Side. I've had Bronx upper. Too? I've had an. I had a. I fucked a nigga who was from the Bronx, but we did it in Brooklyn. The Bronx. Mm-mm. I can't think it of. It was some good dick. Yeah, Bronx. You know they shell out up there. Shout out to them. But um, it can't be more than just that for me because that literally is a long distance relationship. Oh, so long. So long. It's like three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No way. I don't Might give as well a fuck date if you somebody drive. from Philly. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Wait, so have you, you ain't had no you ain't had no Harlem dick? Don't, don't do it. I don't think so. I don't remember. Don't do it, girl. But you had I Queens dick, right? I've had Queens dick. Oh well, technically my Queens dick is from Harlem. Okay. I forgot about that. Nah, but it's too much project. It was okay. Harlem. It was okay. okay. The Harlem dick. It was fine. Um, it was fine. <laughs> nothing to you know, write home about. But Brooklyn, yes. Shout out to Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just remember who. Who it was? <laughs> it was fine. It was, yeah. First of all, all right. So there's one Harlem dick that is like exceptional on my on my list of penises. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But again. It, they can never be another. Like, it's just like they can never be another. No, it's it's very bad because what I realized about Harlem is, oh yes, let me let me upset some people. What I realized about Harlem is Harlem is mostly projects. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Harlem is mostly projects and. A lot of men from the projects, like a lot of niggas lack decorum, period. But when you add project environment, it goes even lower. So because of that and that alone, I cannot fuck with niggas from Harlem because they do not have a certain level of decorum and projects. You know, it's just like, <laughs> this that this that Caribbean side of you. <laughs> Because no, every right, Caribbean boom. I know be bougie as hell. Can I tell my story? Tell your story, Can I dog. tell my story? Tell your story, <laughs> tell you. sis. Okay, boom. So, there was this guy from Harlem. We were talking, you know, my, my cousin lives on 145th and 8th mm-hmm. Ave. So, I used to be up here all the time. So, I was up here chilling. Uh, 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 you know, my little Brooklyn self. You know, <laughs> niggas from Harlem love a little Brooklyn girl. So he's just like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, hey, boo, whatever. So, we started talking. Mm-hmm. I went to his house once. Mm-hmm. Projects. Okay. <sighs> Projects. I'm not even going to talk about that because that's not even a traumatic experience. So we continue to talk because that back then I was less um, who I am now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me give him a chance. You know, it's not his fault that he was raised in the projects. You know, people get raised in the projects. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Shout out to our project. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. I don't know how y'all niggas do it. So, I 
Emma Brownstone Princess. Again. <laughs> you know, Ooh, I am, child, a brownstone princess. <laughs> I am a brownstone princess. And if you ever been to a brownstone or ever lived in a brownstone, you obviously you have the steps that go up to the front door. Yeah. And my bedroom was on the third floor. And my bedroom window was the window that was directly above the steps. Right. This is all gonna make sense in a moment. So <laughs> Harlem nigga, he comes over. You know, we decide to have sexual relations, which is perfectly fine. My window was a little bit ajar. We had condom sex, so obviously it doesn't count. So he's not on the list of bodies because if it wasn't raw, it didn't happen. Um, so, Amber, don't feel like you. Amber, do not do this. Do what? Do Did you see something yeah, in my eyes? I saw y'all. Like... There's a light that went above Amber's head. <laughs> like, I can't discredit 90%. Yeah, you got to let them go after that. So, after, you know, we finished having sex, he took the condom off or whatever, and he went to the restroom. Cool. No problem. So, I. Went to throw something in the garbage, which I had like a little plastic bag on my like doorknob or whatever, like not a real garbage can because yeah. I'm still a little bit ghetto. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I didn't see anything in there that was out of place. So I'm just like, hey, sir, where'd you put the condom? Did you flush it down the toilet? And he said, nah, I threw it out the window. Hmm? Baby... Baby, you threw a condom out the window. A used condom out a the window? A used condom out the window. Because this is what I'm talking about when I talk about project mentality. Because <laughs> niggas think that throwing shit out of a window is okay when they live in the project. I'm like, I live in a house. So where did you think it landed? It was right at the top of my brownstone stoop. Because my bedroom window, right there. I said, can you please go outside and go get that? Because that's crazy. Like, my nigga, that is sick. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because then that's when the aggression comes out because I just need to understand what the fuck your thought process was. To the throw the it out the you fucking throw a window. Condom out the window. So we run downstairs because this is a family house. You never know who's coming in and out of this shit. Yeah. As soon as we come outside, my uncle is walking <sighs> through the gate about to come upstairs. <sighs> so the nigga had to put his foot on it. And I'm just like... So I say hello to my uncle. You know, hey, how you doing? And I cannot believe he took it. And obviously, we never spoke again. And <laughs> obviously, is, we never spoke again. That is the last Harlem nigga that I would ever. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you have the project mentality. Mm. You get it? Y'all understand now? Traumatic experience. I'm scarred for life. I'm I'm over it. It's not happening, bro. I'm not just this was your traumatic. No, that but is that traumatic, is fucked up. Boy. You threw it out the window. First of all, but I don't think I'm gonna say hashtag not all project niggas. You know, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag not all project. You know what I'm saying? Out to Amber. Hashtag not all. It's a queen. She's been on it. Last week it was motherfucking. They still come though. This week it is hashtag. Not all project niggas. Because I can't imagine. Because niggas don't have that. I don't niggas, think. If niggas owned something in their whole life, they would never treat it like that. Oh, my God. I feel you, though. People don't treat, like, spaces that they love and care about. It was, it was, it, it yeah, was very true. traumatic for me because 
little known secret. Well, it's not really a secret. Like people know, like my uncles, I I call myself a stoop kid, and I was a stoop kid for several reasons, and my uncles were the main reason why I'm a stoop kid. My uncles were street niggas. Yeah. Like, so I had to be a stoop kid because I was super overly protected in my neighborhood because everybody knew who my uncles were. Like, they would get updates even before we had cell phones and shit. Like, they would know where the fuck I was at because people would always be watching me because I'm, you know, such and such as niece. So, my uncle would have shot that nigga. Okay. Like, let's just keep it a stack. Like, if my uncle would have walked up the steps and saw that on the top of the steps of the family home and oh. me walk outside with a nigga, that nigga would have got shot. He wouldn't have died because, you know, whatever. Maybe shot in the but leg. But he would have got know? shot. So what I'm saying is you need to care about your life and your, and your environment. And I feel like people from certain places don't really give a fuck because they didn't have to give a fuck. So just keep me away from Harlem niggas. Okay. Okay. Hashtag keep me away from Harlem niggas. Keep me away from them. Keep them away from me. Okay. When do you feel your sexiest fool? <laughs> um, after a fresh wax, mm-hmm. I just be ready. Like, hey, whomever, <laughs> come over here. I just went and did a thing. Come here real quick. Not just <laughs> That's went and so did true. A thing. No, you damn right. That Assume- and when Fenty has a sale, because I already know it's coming. Yeah. I'm so done. Um, when was the last time you had hate sex? Hate. Hate sex? sex. Mm-hmm. Hate sex. Hate sex. I don't really hate these niggas because I don't love them to begin with. Hate sex. Hate sex. What is hate sex? That's when you mad at each other yeah. and y'all just go at it to Y'all's like solve the problem. No, it's been a while. It. It's been a couple of years. I think I did that when I was like in a relationship, but it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a very long time since I had hate sex because I'm more so like, I hate you. Don't call me. Mm. Oh, queen. I see you. I stand. You know, everybody can be replaced. Except for the what? Foundation. Nigga. Come on, foundation. <laughs> I'm so fucking done. <laughs> what? What is romance to you? What is romance to me? So, there's levels to it, right? Okay. Come on, um, give us these levels. There's levels to it. The The idea of romance or a romantic type of a situation is like being with somebody that understands the ins and outs of you. So you can romance me by, you know, saying, you know, like, let's get dressed up in our best and go out to dinner and have like a romantic night. Like, that's mm-hmm. cool. And I will accept that. But romance for me is very simple. I'm super duper simple. Like, tell me that you want to take me for wings in Hennessy. Like, I'm just like, oh, you love me. Like, Guys, we see each other. That's love. Right? Like, come on, wings is my love language. Like, come on, wings. Like, my love language is naps. Like, take a nap with me, nigga. Yes. Oh my God. You I will, see, I will the little suck things. the meat off your dick. See, I'm not doing that, not right now. But what I'm saying is, I'll rub it. Like, I'll touch it. Um, You know, romance is understanding, like, the listening to what I say and little thoughtful things. Mm -hmm. Because I I like getting big things for myself. Mm -hmm. I like my dudes to do thoughtful things for me. Mm -hmm. So if I said, like, yo, you know, I like this, and you just pop up and bring it. 
that's romance to me. Like, that's mad romantic. Like, you listen to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what my favorite flower is. So I get a delivery to my job or my house. That's dope. Does it happen often? Niggas. But here we are. You know, this is the world that I decided to live in. The world of niggas. niggas. Until I go get me a white king and then people are going to be upset. <sighs> get me a Caucasian persuasion. I won't be upset. No, please. My whole family would be like, bitch, are you crazy? What are your top three pussy eating tips? Um, Rhythm. It is very important. Don't fuck up the rhythm. How you have rhythm eating pussy? It's it's uh just like you have rhythm sucking dick. Right. It's a rhythmic oh, okay. thing. Like you oh, can't. Got you. No, yes. it's not that. I'm sorry. You can't yeah. Do that. But he's he's <laughs> yes. getting yeah, his yeah. rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's sorry. like that. Yeah. So rhythm is very important. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I know nothing about the vagina. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, stay away from the lips. It's unnecessary. You know, like just let's just stay in a clitoral place and light sucks flat tongue light sucks flat tongue it's just like mm. it's it's a thing like i don't know like don't like sop this shit up like you a cat licking up milk like that's dumb and you have to add the light sucks are very very necessary come on light sucks light sucks sucks in a flat tongue and you'll get get to your point really really fast Come on, Amber, do you have any pussy and tips? No. Because, I mean, just, I think one thing about it, too, besides the technical stuff, mm -hmm. just enjoy it, mm. like, yeah. <laughs> if you can. Like, okay, so for me, like, sometimes I don't really love sucking dick, you know? But mm. I like sucking dick when I want to please the other person. And, like, I'm, so just, like, like it, and then also be open to hearing... You know, light sucks, you know, flat tongue. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, be open to hearing that. I think a lot of times... Be teachable. I re yes. Exactly, be teachable. Because I recently had sex with this dude who I think he thought because he, like, did these things... I don't know. I feel like girl, uh, other women liked it, but not necessarily I liked it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he thought, oh, like, I'm about to give her some shit, you know? I'm about to eat her ass and do this. And even though I love you to eat my ass but it just still wasn't it still wasn't like it wasn't as pleasurable as I thought because I think he it wasn't coming from a place of I want to please you it was coming from a place of look at me doing these things I don't know it was just yeah. very weird so just come and be teachable enjoy it you know and I, then also understand the techniques yes you do and I think that what a lot of people don't do, what they should do, is having conversations about sex before <sighs> actually having sex. And I mean like a real deep, yes. in-depth conversation so that when we do it, it's not going to be weird. It's not going to be awkward. I already told you everything I like and how I like it to be done. You told me everything you like and how you like it to be done. So we should be able to like get in the groove. Like don't just freelance on my shit. Like Come that's on. not what we doing here. I told you what I like. So do it. Or get the fuck out. Yeah. It's simple. And let's just listen. Listen. Listening is not easy for them, but Ooh, it's not. We know we work with them. Too much. Why are you looking at us like that? Too much. Look, look, look. <laughs> what is one sex toy you can't live without? My satisfier. 
Oh, that's what is that? Nowhere. So it is. <laughs> it is better than a vibrator mm-hmm. because it does not vibrate. It pulsates and sucks. Okay. And it's it's not something that you necessarily insert. You don't insert it. Mm-hmm. You just hold it right on the clitoris, and it pulsates and it sucks, and it replaces people. Like, I don't need people. Like, I don't need to do things with people because me and my satisfier, all I need is about 120 seconds. And then I can live my life. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Shout out to Erotic Boudoir. That's where I got mine from. Yes. Okay. Erotic Boudoir Mm -hmm. Satisfier. Yep. Okay. I have, but it just... I need to buy another one. If anyone wants to give me $40 in my cash app, my cash app is a dollar <laughs> sign Amber Milan. It's only $40. Um, but it is Tracy's dog. It's like a clitoral. Okay, here you go. Let me see. It's like a, it has like a cook. It has like a sucking motion. And then also like you yes, insert it. That's what the satisfier looks like. That that sucking thing on the yeah. top of this. Yeah. So you can insert and that insert vibrates too. So I am someone who also needs a little penetration action while you're um, going down on me. So like I do like the insert and the sucking. So it's really nice. So I really like that. And it's cheap. But I will say I ordered that thing and maybe I use it too often. But it just. It died on It you died know? on me. Like the right. charger don't work. Like Damn. it just died, died. But I really like it. So if anyone would like to. Ooh, and they have it in purple. Amber, tell me your cash app again. Uh, hold on. I think that's my. I don't even know. Is it is my cash app Amber Milan? Look, hold on. It probably is. Get it, girl. This is beautiful, actually. I want one of these. Yes, it's I so good. I gotta send that to somebody. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll airdrop this to you. And then what's good about it, too, the reviews yes, are really is. good. Okay, so my. Yeah. Cash App is a capital dollar a, sign. Capital A, Amber, Milan, like the city in Italy. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're feeling feeling good about it, you know. <laughs> I would love that. We appreciate you. Please, someone buy it for me. What is one thing you wish an elder would have told you about sex? That... Not to accept whack dick. And obviously they're not going to say it like that. But I feel like we grow up and we have this notion that you have to get a man, keep a man. But sex is about mutual pleasure. And when you're having sex with somebody that is completely self-serving and doesn't care about your pleasure that's not somebody to keep and i don't give a fuck what the relationship is or what the relationship status is or whatever so that one and two is supremely unnecessary to 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 be in these long drawn out relationships and be unhappy like your parents and your grandparents and your elders are like, yeah, you know, you're supposed to be in a relationship and where's your boyfriend and where's your girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. Like, I hate that motherfucker. So you want me to stay with them for what? Like, be okay with the fact that I am unhappy in this relationship and I want to get the fuck out. And I'm not going to stay in it just so I can have somebody come over every Thanksgiving. Like, no, I'm not doing that. And 
to to double back to something that I would teach my kid, I'm going to teach her that. If you're not happy in a situation, you don't got to fucking please me. You could go, whoever you want to let go, let them go. Don't hold on to anybody for any amount of time or anything for a title for nothing. Don't do that shit. Do what you want to do and what makes you happy. And that's where I am, like sitting in my 30s. Like I'm not about nothing that don't make me happy. No people, no jobs, no nobodies. Like, you can all get the fuck out. That's it. I love that. Do you think that sex with women has made you a better lover overall? No, I'm a cancer. So I'm very passionate and affectionate and emotional, especially sexually. I feel like my most sexually... That's the first is right the, thing you said about cancers. Keep going. Go to hell. That's where you get... My most feminine, right? <laughs> my most feminine and sensual side is mm-hmm. in a sexual um, manner. So I think that that's something that I've always kind of known and just did. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be something that was like taught or anything like that. Like I just, I got that off the back. Mm-hmm. You know who did it? It was Joe listening to Joe songs growing up. I ain't know what they was talking about, but I knew like what I wanted my sex to look like. I want my sex to like feel like a Joe your man song. won't do. Yeah. Joe? Okay. Mm-hmm. I wanted my sex to feel like a a nineties R and B song at yes. all times. So that shit is like sexy. I like that. This body bro, you just did. You know, I I do things sometimes. <laughs> All right, we are done with that. We are going to go into bird confessions. These are rapid fire questions. You are a bird, right? I'm I am. Are you telling me or are you asking I'm me? I'm telling you that you are a bird for the, the, the for the uh, purpose of these questions. Oh, you I'm are, a bird. Okay. Yes. You are a bird, but <laughs> <laughs> What kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, eagle, flamingo, ostrich, penguin, or peacock? I'm a flamingo. A queen. Um, what would your stripper name be and what would be your go-to song? Uh, my stripper name would be Chocolate Diva. Now, coming to the stage, Chocolate Diva. Okay. Everybody be like, yeah, bring them dollars out. <laughs> what would your song be, Dash? Um, My song would be Throw That Ass in a Circle. Hey, throw that ass in a circle. Like that. Yes, that's a good that's a good one. <laughs> and that came off the dome. <laughs> I'm so done. You are featured on an episode of Maury. What is the show's topic? Is he the baby's father? I slept with my best friend's boyfriend. Unruly teenager. I scammed my ex out of thousands of dollars. Ugh. All that shit is ghetto. Um, probably I scammed my ex out of thousands of dollars because, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't relate to none of the other shit like Jesus that was too far from me the name of your sex tape would be um the name of my sex tape would be oh I like that let me ponder you, these are rapid fire questions I know but damn cause this is gonna be like solidified cause it's like in the in the universe so the name of my sex tape would be I don't know. A fire-ass sex tape. A fire-ass sex tape. Yeah, because I just tweeted some shit the other day. I said, if my if my nudes ever got leaked, the set would be proud. 
So that means that it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fire ass sex tape, you know. That's 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 the goal we should all have for our yeah. news. Listen, the set would be proud. the set would mm-hmm. be proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta take you gotta take real like it has to be like precise. I've sent out someone that I, I I'm not proud of. But, I have but not. not not recently. Me neither. Not I have recently. not. I sent out some 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 great things and if it ever bounced back I'd be like hell yeah that's me exactly <laughs> like if they ever get leaked I want to be proud of them yes mm-hmm. I want to I want to look back and be like damn them titties was looking right right I caught that good yes. angle I hurt the ah. shit out of my arm though but I did it <laughs> true queens <laughs> what city of love and hip hop would you rather be on Miami New York Atlanta or Hollywood New York by far it's the best one your dream trait can only possess one main attribute: a grill, a nice car, a neck tattoo, a regular weed habit. A car. Okay. Would you rather them spit in your mouth or your butt? My butt. A queen. Uh, long nails, a long weave, or long eyelashes? Long nails. Come on. <laughs> Number one rule for cuffing season. Number one rule for cuffing season. Keep it a stack. Mm. That's my number one rule. Because if you cuff me more than one person, please let me know because I have other things that I could be doing. Like, don't snut my wholeness because you want to keep all the bitches to yourself. That's not okay. That's not nice. Okay. Um, my celebrity capsule collection would be with Fashion Nova or Pretty Little Things. Fashion Nova. Okay. Um, the most iconic thought of all time is... Dre and Michelle. <laughs> That's my baby. Your wholeness could get deleted. My shit got deleted for this decade. <laughs> the fuck? And if we had sex with a condom on, it never happened. <laughs> these are the takeaways, okay? <laughs> Not these are the takeaways. These are the transferable takeaways, motherfucker. <laughs> a word. All right, we're going to go into Zaddy of the Week, which is one male presenting um, individual that we are crushing on right now. It can be your barista. It can be, um, you know, your high school crush. Ooh. I got to say their name, too. Me. Yeah, you got to say their name. No, um, so... Uh, and it can be anyone. So who's your zaddy of the week? My zaddy of the week is... <laughs> is this a rapid fire question, too? No. Oh, okay, good. Because I ain't going to say the first thing that came to my mind. That's inappropriate. Um, My zaddy of the week is Yaya. Yeah, I'm in love with him, and I'm trying to get somebody to hook me up with him, but they act like they don't have the plug. You got the plug? He got the plug. You got the plug to Yaya? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Hello. Don't be stingy. Um, Amber, who's your day of the week? Who's yours? Okay. Uh, (laughs) I was ready. ready. You know, I I do have one, but it's embarrassing. No, go ahead, Amber. Okay. So I've been seeing, uh, I've been seeing certain pictures of Lil Baby, Mm -hmm. where Lil Baby Baby with the big dick. 
Where I'm like, not da baby, little baby. Oh, dub. Oh, those are different. Those people. are two different people. Yeah, oh, sorry. So da baby, obviously, we've been standing, we are, we we've been standing know. for a long time. Years. I stand a Nigerian king. Yes, Lord. But little baby does something to me. What he look like? He's ugly. He ugly. But well, he's he very does, sweet. He does something to me. So shout out to little baby. Okay, come on, little baby. Um. <laughs> Ugh. Since I brought, I know, I know he's I, ugly. I, I, since y'all but brought I like up, since I said dudes. my high school crush, that actually turned maybe, into something. Turned, so my shout out to, I'm gonna actually say his name. Oh, um, your high school crush. Yes, because he was pivotal to my life. His name, he's probably the really. Um, <laughs> Them things always fall out your fucking ears. Exactly, I hate that. Um, my high school crush, Andy McKeefrey. Okay, the, the whole government. The Andy McKee. Andy McKee. He always be giving people's government out. Girl. So what? He was. He lived in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Was mm. he white? Mm-hmm. Oh, my okay. First, my first, first, like, I really deal, like, went to school, went to class, went to mm-hmm. everything because of this man, like, Andy McKee, a short, buff, white king okay come on white king <laughs> he was a white king and really? i loved him and that's how i feel i think that's why i, I to this day still love short stocky man because that was my first crush oh that's cute. that was my first big crush i should say because there was another one before him which was the guy who and that was in high school you didn't mm-hmm. have like a crush in like grade school Mm-mm. and before him was this um the the trainer at bally's and my sister's Bally's. <laughs> i love that man he had a um he had a tiger tattoo on his chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one day I caught him staring at my sister's ass and it crushed me. Aw, because he wasn't staring at yours. Exactly. That's fucked up. You should have beat his ass. How dare you? Exactly. I was 17. I wanted to fuck him up. You should have. You should have been like, bitch. Bitch, do you not see all this love I've had for you for the last two weeks? How dare you not love me back? That's really my go-to. But like, he was so love sweet me to back. me. Yes. Look. Love me back. Love me back. If you can't do shit else. Um, all right. <laughs> We're going to go into Bad Bitch Hall of Fame, which is one female presenting individual that we feel like deserves her flowers and has not received them. Mm. Or somebody we just feel like has deserved the flowers, but we still want to give them. Dosh, who's your... What's the name of it? Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. Bad we, Bitch. We, we induct her into the Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. The Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. Somebody that's not already in it. Fuck that shit. Put me in there. Okay, come on. You deserve. Still thinking about these hoes. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> thinking about my goddamn self. Let's manifest that shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Keep telling y'all my news is fire. So what I'm saying is I I belong in there. Come on, come on. Fire ass news, a queen. What you want to look at them? <laughs> I'm so done. Amber, who's your bad bitch Hall of Fame member? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with um. I don't know if you know who she is. Her name's Jackie Aina. She's mm-hmm. a she's like a YouTuber, and mm-hmm. I've been like looking at her makeup stuff, and I like her. Okay. And I liked her video with uh, Naomi Campbell. So <sighs> anything with Naomi, it was really great. But I I've been looking at a lot of her like um, makeup tutorials and stuff. <laughs> so shout out to her. All right. <laughs> I don't even want to know what y'all doing over there. Anyway, I tried to show him my news, but he said he ain't want them. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought that's what we was doing. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I am fucking weak. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a little throwback situation. 
But I recently thought about her. I don't know why, but Iman. Oh, yeah. a beauty. A queen. Yeah. Let's a queen. go. So shout out to Iman. Because those legs. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a one. A, a, a bad bitch. Truly, honestly. Mm. Transcends age. Transcends time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. As always, y'all, we close it with good bussy vibes, which is one quote that um, has inspired me or just, you know, I feel like I need to share with the world. Um, you know, this is a good time. This is a new year. So let me just, you know, give y'all the best that y'all can do. Um, <laughs> the best that I could do. Um, so it reads... Boom, 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 boom. Who you are, who are you if your story begins to change? Don't be, oh, sorry. Reading this again. Um, <laughs> who are you if your story begins to change? Do not be so loyal to your suffering that your healing doesn't stand a chance. Hmm. Who are you if your story begins to change? Do not be so loyal to your suffering that your that your healing doesn't stand a chance. And this came from Black Queer Love. I'm not sure who it's from, but I saw it on Black Queer Love. So shout out to them. Um actually came from Rogers Family Therapy because I'm looking at it now. Um but Dope. yeah, so that is my good bussy vibes for the week. Dodge, thank you for coming. Yay. Thank you for having me. This thank was you. Fun. Yay. See? You know I came outside to well, Harlem. And I appreciate you. I love mm-hmm. you. Um, where can the girls? Where can the bussy high find you? Nowhere. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Don. Manager. Man. Okay, so you can follow me at So Shameless Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Is that the name of it? Yes. Okay, it's So Shameless Pod on Instagram. That's it. I'm not. <sighs> All right, you can follow me at Miss Daja Bell. Uh, my Twitter is M S B E L L E. Nope, that ain't it. <laughs> you see how bad I don't want people to follow me. What's my names? Hold Tell on, me. Gosh. We we gonna find it for you. You was fired. You see why I need an adult everywhere I go. All right, my name on Twitter is M S D A J A H B E L L E. And my name on Instagram is M S there's a period in it, I think. D A J A H B E L L E. But follow me at So Shameless Pod on Instagram and So Shameless Podcast. On Twitter. And when does So Shameless Podcast air? Oh, that's a good... Yeah, you good at that. So... Oh, I don't want to get in trouble. So, Show Shameless drops every Tuesday morning. It's a weekly podcast. It's long as fuck. And we are ratchet. And we have a lot of, lot of fun. Um, if you are sensitive to things and um toxicity please do not listen to my show because you will get upset <laughs> this nigga, i am so fucking done <laughs> okay okay no seriously um 
follow the pod uh you'll love it if you love me you'll love us um shout out to dj trauma nyc um the beyonce of the podcast mr tahoe tv um he is the beyonce trust me (laughs) that is the beyonce of the podcast you know i'm just sitting pretty as a kelly um and shout out to you know the whole so shameless team thank you guys at eat pray thought for having a problem and shout out to shout out you know i love you because you you put up my plaque on my wall yes because you know you need a a good toxic man i know how to put shit up amen we ain't gonna do it (laughs) that's the only thing they good for okay as always y'all can follow the eat pray thought podcast on soundcloud apple Podcasts, spotify and google music play thank y'all for coming as always we are also on instagram and twitter eat pray thought um thank y'all for supporting us for being a part of the bussy hive we are excited for all the great things that will come for us in 2020 as well as all the great things that will come for y'all because we're manifesting okay okay um amber would you like to leave, leave them with a finding close or any closing words from yourself bye y'all <laughs> hashtag not all project <laughs> so shameless <laughs> <laughs> bye y'all <laughs>